You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, king of the casters. I'm your host, NB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. We left our producer, Jasper, in his harness. Don't worry, he's a dog. Oh, you still don't want to worry about that one. But... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, before we get into what this week is about, uh, Brandon, uh, we've been having a debate. We we should litigate it here. Uh, So, I... A couple of episodes ago, Brandon tricked me... (laughs) <laughs> through his legalese into it adm- into coming to your realization of course that the jack black feature film gulliver's travels is a kaiju movie it you made your own bet on that we i have the screen i have the the receipts <laughs> yes but so i was when we were talking about future possible episodes uh I made the demand that <laughs> for his film to count as a kaiju film, I have a a classic film that I think should be a kaiju film for this. And no, it's not Boys in the Hood this time. Thankfully. It is one of Francis Ford Coppola's masterpieces. Uh, and I'm not talking about The Godfather. I'm talking about Jack, the film in which Robin Williams plays a child with a rapid aging disease, uh, who is, so, you know, he's like 10, but he looks and is the size of Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a kaiju film. Okay, so, um, when Nolan made me aware of this, um... I didn't. I didn't give away all my ammunition at that point. I gave him a few details about why I don't think that's the case. But now I want to. I'm going to start. Ra- I'm going to start doing them. And so. I am happy to answer each <laughs> of your absurd objections <laughs> to how Jack is not a kaiju film. So the important thing is that a kaiju movie. I mean, you are correct that a kaiju movie. The the creature. Or the monster of the film has to be larger than the average animal. Not that the is, average animal, but the, the average, average version of that creature. So, King Kong, he's not like a ha- size of a house. But King Kong is like the size of three gorillas. Mm. Robin Williams' Jack is the size of two ten-year-olds. He is not. Yeah, he is. No, he is not. He is totally... Robin Williams, here's the thing. The average 10-year-old is about four and a half feet tall, Nolan. Robin Williams would have to be over nine feet tall to be twice the size of a 10-year-old. I I don't see what your problem is. I'm gonna... Just because there's a move, If there's any movie, Nolan, where there is a slightly larger animal than the usual... We can't go, that's a kaiju movie. 
I'm pretty sure we had previous discussions where Moby Dick does not count as a kaiju because he's probably only slightly bigger than the average whale. Therefore, a slightly larger 10-year-old, regardless of the circumstances, you were looking up the average 10-year-old and you were going to find they are almost they're about that height. <laughs> just they're not three Just feet look tall. at him. Look at him. <laughs> I'm showing him pictures from this classic of cinema right now. He is so much bigger than them. He is He's a huge. He is larger, but he is well, not You're only taking height. You're not taking I'm not going to say girth. Uh, you, you're not taking thickness into account here. Listen. Listen. His cake has nothing to do with this. Also, you, you know, uh, good kaiju films have the good kaiju fighting one of the worst monsters of all time. And look. Look. Feast your eyes on this screen cap of Robin Williams and his co-star, William Cosby in the film Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nolan, if we say that Jack is a kaiju movie, we'd also have to put in the Tom Hanks classic Big as a kaiju movie. No, because he's not a kid in that. He's a... He he's an adult. He's a kid that grows into into an adult-sized person. No, he's a kid that gets his body swapped with an adult. Yes, he becomes a larger version of himself, he, no, but with the so same here's mind. The here's the thing, Jack Nolan. is explicitly Jack, framed as being a kid inside of an adult's body. Due to but, a rapidly aging disease. But Physically, big, he is, is an adult with a it, child's mind. What no, is big, Nolan? What is Tom Hanks in Big? Big is not framed as a kid, <laughs> as a kid in an adult's body. It is an adult... With trapped an adult body trapped with a kid inside of it. It's different. It's subtle, but it's different. It is the same thing. This is the is a zebra white with black stripes or black with white stripes. It is the same thing. Different different intros to it, but the same effect of an adult with a child's mind. It- <laughs> If we include this into our thing, so many more movies will be made into kaijus by our definition. In a few in a few episodes, we'd be reviewing big. Well, you know, <laughs> that might not be a bad thing given the movie we watched today, Brandon. That oh, might not be snap, a bad thing. Snap. <laughs> we both have had a conversation in which... This movie made us rethink if we're bored of Godzilla movies. <laughs> well, what's the movie? It is King Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster. 1964. And to get my initial thoughts out of the way... Oh my god, it's so fucking boring. It is so boring. Like, oh my... I was expecting, like, big, awesome things because it's the introduction to... The character to the monster that is probably in the Godzilla series the second most iconic. Mm. He's an badass King Ghidorah, and you know he does get to do some badass stuff in his five minutes of screen time in mm. this film. There, monster fights are almost non-existent in this movie. Mm. This movie is mostly. 
a shitty version of K-Pax. And to be the shitty version of a movie where Kevin Spacey is possessed by an alien is something. Right, so that's that's your thoughts about it? Yeah, what are your thoughts? While I did not enjoy it as much of the other ones, I still thought it was fine. And I'm mostly saying this because the the fights were very good. <laughs> yes, the fights when they happened were very good. Yes, and but I'll say again, that there's probably five minutes of King Ghidorah content in this movie. Maybe eight minutes of monster fight content total. Mm. Fifteen minutes of monster content total. But that's because there's. We'll talk about an extended weird scene later. <laughs> Even though there's very little that that monster did. Brandon, could you tell me what that monster do? Of course. So, this is the first movie we've seen in terms of uh, this podcast where Rodan and Ghidorah show up for the first time. Rodan is cool. Or. Actually, yeah, we we have actually seen Ghidorah before. Yeah, we saw him in Gigan. We saw them in Gigan, but now this is an introduction in the film, in the series. And I think he, in a lot of ways, looks better here than he does in Gigan. Yeah. Because in here, um, so we can go over that. I guess Rodan makes like a cami, like one shot in one of the other movies as yeah, like, so, Monster Island, check it out. Yeah, in the uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan, they like... Top, they mention Monster Island, and we get a quick, uh, like, montage of monsters, including my sweet baby boy, Manila. But, uh... <laughs> Anyways, um, so, I'll talk about Rodan for a bit here, and Rodan is, to describe them, they're a, they're sort of a fuzzy cross between a pterodactyl and a bird, like a falcon, like a bird of prey, and he's got leathery wings and spikes down his belly facing outward along with like these cute little grippy hands <laughs> on the top of each yeah. for each wing kind of like like a like a bat in a way but yeah. smaller like he's got little grippy little hands and he's surprisingly i think he might be taller than godzilla it's close at least like yeah. when he's surprisingly like tall and like has a barrel chest yeah. and he has pretty small legs he has like little legs are you saying that Rodan is thick with two C's? I'm saying it with three C's. Dummy thick. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to get Godzilla, but I'm dummy thick. And the clap of my wings keeps alerting <laughs> Manila. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can go about... So, Rodan is... He's a fun, he's a fun monster in this movie because he flies. He's like a pterodactyl falcon bird creature. Um, Godzilla looks about the same in this movie as he has in the previous ones we've seen. Yeah. Not much of a redesign there. I will say it was impressive that in a few shots you could see his eyes actually move. That was really cool. That was a really cool effect they did, where in a close-up you could see his eyes moving left and right around. Um, Ghidorah also looks very much, the uh, very similar from in the Gigan movie. But as I was saying, I will argue that I think he overall looks better in this than in the Gigan movie. Because in the Gigan movie, we I think we talked about this a bit back in that episode, a few times when Ghidorah was flying, the heads just were stationary, and it looked bad. You want to hear something uh, funny about 
him in the Gigan movie? Yes. Most of the footage of Ghidorah in the Gigan movie yeah. was reused footage from this movie. Really? Yeah. That makes so much sense now. So, like, all of the new stuff is the bad stuff I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, all those, oh my those shots where he's specifically next to Gigan were, were the ones you thought were shitty because they <laughs> cheaped out on him. Dang. The only original uh, non uh, one uh, footage of him from that movie that I can think of is his fight with Angiris. Oh yeah, the rest of Which it is. Which was really cool in Gigan. Yeah, it was. Angiris bites him on the neck and he flies up. It was sick. So there. Um. So yeah. So Ghidorah looks about the same. Um. There was. I think one of the coolest things about Ghidorah in this whole movie was. The animated sequence when he like comes out of that, that meteor. That was cool. That was that cool. was insanely yeah. cool. It was um, imagine like this rotoscoped like, they were drawing and animating in two D, of like this sort of shape, this red blob just morphing and changing and like colors flying around, and then it forms into the outline of Ghidorah, and then Ghidorah like appears from it, and it was super like it it was super surreal and it was awesome. It was a great introduction to him, and um. Yeah, so the monsters are, whatever they're on screen, they're good in this movie. Um, Godzilla's fun, he's breath a few times, Rodan's neat, uh, Mothra's there, um, and Ghidorah's cool. Mothra doesn't even turn into a moth in this movie. There's a reason for that. Mothra didn't, in this movie, Mothra stays a larvae the whole movie. And the reason for that is, they decided that it was too difficult because Ghidorah also flies. Rodan fly or sorry, yeah, Rodan flies. Rodan flies, Ghidorah flies, and if Mothra flew, that'd be insanely complex to have in the same same shot. I just realized that would have just made Godzilla look like such a chump. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Man. we got this cool flying battle going on between three of them, <laughs> and Godzilla's just like ground support guys i got you if they get close to the ground i got them <laughs> yeah. i got them guys so um yeah he had different um there's some interesting things about some of the effects like how when godzilla first rises from the ocean in this movie he has an if you notice his design's a little different than the rest of the movie and this is what i learned from this film is toho often used the older suits when in the water to avoid wear and tear on the newer suits they made. Mm. So they had a new Godzilla suit for the rest of this movie, yeah. but for that shot, they used one of the older ones. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, so it didn't, like, start wearing down. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, so we had, um... There's some pretty neat effects in this movie, and I think it was really fun seeing the monsters collaborating for one of the first times we've seen in these movies where, like, Mothra's riding Rodan's back into the fight and shooting Silk out, and it was yeah, sick. That was really cool. Yeah. So that's, I uh... I mean, Ishori, Ishoro Honda is, has been the director of some of our favorite kaiju films we've watched so far, so it's no surprise that he did good here. He is a great director. Mm. But the rest of the movie was so fucking bad. It was so horrible. We'll get to that in a bit when he's done talking about monsters. But oh my fucking god. Well, I'm, I'm done talking about monsters. Oh. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. There wasn't that much, uh... There wasn't that much things this time around about it. So. 
there are so many weird plot threads that go nowhere in this movie, if I can get to talking about... Like, so, they set up early on this weird bit of world building in which it's supposed to be the middle of winter, but for some reason the Earth is so hot that it feels like the middle of summer and there's no snow or anything on the ground. That is a thing they talk about in dialogue and they go nowhere with it? Maybe it was global warming. Uh, yeah, I but I... It's it's such a weird aspect because it goes absolutely nowhere. Like, they're living in a world like that episode of the Twilight Zone where, you know, the Earth is rotating closer to the sun. It's such a good episode of the Twilight Zone. This is not a good movie in the Godzilla <laughs> series. But, uh... So that was a weird drop plot thread. Uh... Do you want to talk about the plane scene? The plane scene is was sick. so bizarre. It was it awesome. Is cool. It's early on. It's cool. It was, it's so bizarre. It got me. All right, here's the thing. I think when I watch these kind of movies, it's very much like I want to see monsters fighting. If there's anything that makes me think, "Well, that was interesting" or "That was weird," I want to see where this goes. It's a bonus. I think that plane scene pushed me into like half of the plot in this movie. Like whatever not interesting dumb stuff was happening i was like i want to know what the frick happened to that plane so so the plane scene so in the plot of this movie um for some reason uh a uh a princess from the fictional country of Salgina or Salgina? i don't know we only saw it written obviously so uh, so we don't know uh but she is coming to visit Japan on plane. Mm. Uh, I think it's because... Uh, oh, I think it was because the... Uh, they were talking about how it's... The growing kaiju problem isn't just Japan's problem. It's the world's problem. And Which I is think, a really cool plot thread they should have done something with. Then the rest of the plot just takes place in <laughs> Japan. Yeah. yeah. Man, other problem... People are having it pretty rough anyways. Yeah, so... But yeah, so they're... She's this dignitary from this con- fictional country called Selgina that uh, everyone dresses in Regency-era clothing with neck ruffles and stuff. On a modern airplane. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just chilling out, watching uh, the meteor shower that's going on mm. when she gets possessed by a Venusian from the planet of Venus. Yes. Uh, well, we don't know that right after. We don't. We don't that. know it right after, but we learned that she's been possessed by the ghost of a, uh, the ghost of an alien from Venus that King Ghidorah killed her race. Uh, yes, this is a funny mo- This is a fun monster flick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she gets possessed. She opens the door on the plane, and it explodes. Wow. Everyone, everyone, thi- everyone, everyone thinks the princess and all those politicians are dead. But then, whoop! The princess shows up. Uh, again, starting to do uh, doomsday uh, preaching in large crowds uh, around Japan. And they don't know it's her. They think it's some crazy, crazy lady. That was a very wild uh, scene. It happens in the first ten minutes. Then not much happens for very long in this movie. <laughs> it kind of yeah slow, slowed down a whole bunch. And then it was like... I think there was a few interesting parts, like where 
the the peanuts, the twins. Yeah, the peanuts are back. Woo. And they they the rotoscope or the, sorry the the effect of them being small improves with each movie. It looks like because you could barely like the keying is a lot better in this or better in this one. So the twins are just so confusing as characters to me though, because like what they're willing to do changes as the plot needs it to. Yeah. Like early on in this film, and they've done this in other films we've seen them in. They have moments where they're like, "No, we are not willing to abuse our powers to help humanity stay safe." But then they're like, "Yes, we are gonna abuse our powers to help humanity stay safe." Get in here, Mothra! Come yeah. on, and call Mothra into the fight, and or call Mothra into the awkward conversation the negotiations that's what i was referring to earlier folks is an extremely long and awkward and weird scene of mothra breaking up a sick godzilla versus rodan fight uh, early on and being like hey hey everyone feel a lot of feelings going on in the room today and those feelings are valid but we're going to talk them out, and we're going to be stronger as friends. Yes. And, the, and it was like, um, you could hear them squawking at each other, and then the, the twins, twins were, would be, yeah. were like, they're now saying this. And then at one point, I think Godzilla and Rodan were both like, why do we help humans? They're always mean to us. And then we were both were like, based. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they have to remember... Godzilla's killed a lot of people for no reason. <laughs> You're valid, Godzilla. <laughs> so in the <laughs> so yeah, the plot kind of. I thought the the Ghidorah stuff was cool though, yeah. where like these miners are like going to the site even though it's it's they shouldn't be. And the egg in the meteor egg thing is real creepy. And Millie like, Bobby Brown wasn't in this movie. <laughs> there were no miners going up to get involved in this monster stuff. There were some guys who were professional at digging good. But, uh, <laughs> but there were... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was cool where they had their pickaxes, because, you know, miners, and yeah. while the rock was, like, vibr or, like, pulsing with, like, light, or like glowing, they're periodically like all the metal in the area would like stick to it as like magnetism stuff. And it, I'm like, this there's is cool. one thing that we got to see. Uh, it was miners enjoying watching the rock pulsate. That's a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Brandon is not engaging with this bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I did appreciate the, um, my favorite, so, <laughs> okay, so th they defeat Ghidorah, obviously, they beat him up, but they don't kill him, he just kind of, like, gets pissed off and flies away, and the more important part, though, is where, uh, where, and I quote, they shot the alien out of her. <laughs> that was exactly how I put it. They just... So, she get the princess who's been... Who has been, you know, uh, possessed by a ghost alien. Uh, she, 
She gets shot in the head, but it hits a metal plate that a doctor puts in her head. So it uh, it bounces off, but, you know, it, I guess alien ghosts work on Tyler Durden from Fight Club rules, where it's the... <laughs> It's the effort that counts. And so... And so she's... And so the alien ghost is gone. And she's like, I'm a normal princess again. I mean, we should probably bring up where the ghost of Venus comes from. Like, why it's a part of it. Where, um... She says that uh, King Ghidorah... There was a civilization of, of aliens on Venus, and King Ghidorah just wiped them out. Yeah. So there, there's some connection to it. I feel like that has to be important. It's not just the Venus thing shows up. Yeah. <laughs> there's something in it. But well, does it affect the movie? Not really. Yeah. It, or, like, it, does it affect the monsters fighting? No. It doesn't at all. Uh, so, uh, another big thing that... Uh, that's weird in this movie that happens early on is the Peanuts' appearance on a TV show was really weird. So, uh, the main characters are watching TV and the Peanuts, uh, and, well, they're watching a uh, TV show that the premise of it seems to be they grab random people and ask them who they'd like to meet and then introduce them to celebrities and this young boy asks to meet Mothra, and the hosts are like, "We can't do Mothra, but look who we have here!" And the peanuts descend on a on a carriage onto the stage, and sing a long uh, musical number. Of, they sing two long musical numbers in this film. It's the same song, if I'm right, oh, or it's similar enough. Yeah, and then our favorite. The Islanders make a cameo. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't... Yeah, that's all we'll say about it, but... Yeah. They sh- they, they do make an appearance. They don't, they're not long, but they are there a yeah. couple times for, like, 20 seconds. But, yeah, so... What do you... I, how does the Peanuts song go? It goes, like, Mothra, And then a few other words, I don't know. Your... The monster butterfly, <laughs> Mothra. One, two, Mothra's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the, that was the translated version, if we got it right. Pretty sure that's the one. So... <laughs> But yeah, so they. What would that kid? What would that happen if the kid was like, "I want to see Elvis"? And they're like, "We just got the twins." <laughs> Sorry, it's kiddo. gotta be. I I shouldn't ha- I shouldn't have to think of the behind the scenes mach- machinations of a fake TV show for for a scene in a Godzilla movie. Yeah. But it's gotta be like a like a pre planned thing, like where they like you know they get. The kid tells him what he wants, and then they get it, and then the show is recorded. But but why are the twins on TV? That's what I want to know. I feel it, like they it, had a bad experience with yeah, it last, the last time. They were like slaves. Forcing them to perform like, for people was considered a very bad thing. Like by the movie movies standards. Ago. Yeah, like by the movie standards, it was like, this is not okay, this is bad. And now they're just like showing up on The Masked Singer? What? <laughs> I didn't bring up Elvis out of no reason, though. 
This in the U.S. This movie played as a double feature with Elvis's Harem Scarum. <laughs> Harem Scarum. Yeah, I know nothing about Harem Scarum. I got a bunch of bunch of prostitutes. Whoa! I got a bunch of bunch of prostitutes. Are you aware of Harem Scarum? I have no idea what Harem Scarum is. I am. I am assuming the the right version of the word harem here, right? No. <laughs> Not like a den of prostitutes? You think it was that? H-A-R-A-M? No, it's H-A-R-U-M. Oh, no. Am I right? Oh, no. I knew I was right. <laughs> yes. That is horribly <laughs> offensive. Oh, my God. That is a bunch <laughs> of white women uh, as uh, pretending to be a... Uh, uh, something that isn't white, but I was right in your face. It is the prostitute. Oh God, no! Now it's Elvis and brown face. This is bad. But in your face! Yeah. Wow, no, you sound you sound so good about this movie. Is this is this Aladdin? Oh, He's just showing me more pictures from Harem Scarum. Good. Mom, can we watch Aladdin? No, honey, we have Aladdin at home. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but That's I was so right, bad. it was the oh, right goodness. version of harem. So, you know, I just yes, couldn't spell me. the right version of harem. <laughs> yeah, you got me. <laughs> Alright. So, uh... <laughs> what else do we have to talk about with this movie? Oh, that's... I'm running that's out a, of things. That's about it. I think it's going to be a shorter episode. This is uh, this is this is the one where I think I think the uh, I think Spy Kids' theme music was a <laughs> was stolen from Rodan's theme. It's pretty uh, close. It is very close. It's like I can't call it up from memory right now, but when it was playing, I could call it up from memory. It oh, is yeah. the Spy Kids theme is just listen. Go to YouTube, listen to them both, and tell me I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think this will be the episode where ten years down the line when our fans are going, here's the episode list you gotta listen to. They go, we don't talk about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Are we the Adventure Zone graduation right now? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, we're doing it. We're doing a graduation, everyone. Oh, God. (laughs) King Ghidorah was the DM this time. (laughs) (laughs) But King Ghidorah was the best part of this one. Okay, fine. King Ghidorah was the Clint McElroy in this version. Oh my goodness. This is such a deep reference. <laughs> it is. But I feel like they're... Nerd culture, this feels like there'd be considerable crossover. <laughs> Miss Gatopy's gonna have no idea what's going on. But, uh... <laughs> we're going too deep. We're going too deep into these things. Yeah, we're... I'm, we're sorry, folks, but when the movie leaves us not much to talk about, we gotta go and talk about Jack, mm-hmm. and we've gotta talk about the Adventure Zone, and I'd we've like, gotta talk about... Uh, I'd like to remind said audience that just several weeks ago, our my co-host here argued against Gulliver's Travels as a kaiju movie, but fully unironically went with Jack this episode. <laughs> The character development has been intense. <laughs> hey, Jack was directed by Francis Ford Kaiju Opala, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Is that how it qualifies as a kaiju movie? Yeah, his last He directed kaiju. the Godzilla father. Because <laughs> the thing is, um, we don't really have a MonsterVerse inclusion for this episode. Because yeah. all of the monsters are the, in... The lineup of this movie was the same lineup as Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now that I think about it... You're, you're kind of right, yeah. I I'm, think entire, there were other... I'm not kind... I'm entirely right. In terms of the big ones, yeah. There were, like, little monsters in King of the Monsters. Oh, we didn't get the mammoth in this movie. Exactly! <laughs> mammoth. Mammoth dog. All right. Yes, Jasper. Dog. He's sleeping. He is. He's cute. Okay. So, um... Oh, my goodness. This... Feel free to skip this one, folks. <laughs> We're, We're about... This is about um, where we are at right now. And this can sort of lead into our our um, our next episode we want to do. Yeah, and yeah, we're stepping away from the Showa era for the next one, which yeah. we haven't really explained the different eras. Yeah, uh, I think you can help with that. Why don't we have a bit of that for this? Okay, so... Make this salvageable. You can do it. So the first 15 Godzilla films uh, were what's considered the uh, Showa era. They were all made w- under Emperor Showa, uh, but... That's why they were named that way. It's based on the emperor they were made. He didn't have... He wasn't a producer on the film, Brandon. <laughs> you can stop giving me that look, but just... It was named because that was the point in time. I had no idea that's why it was called Showa. Were you assuming it was like a producer or a writer or something? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... I didn't... What? Oh my goodness. I thought it was like... Oh, it's called Showa because, I don't know, it's like... Kind of like, you know, how we call things like the golden age of Hollywood or something. It's like, oh, it's what the, I don't know, it's what they would, you know. I didn't know. Yeah, so the that s- makes so much more sense. The next uh, the next generation of films which took place, which were like the 80s through the early 90s, mm. were called the Heisei era. Which, those were a lot more strictly, uh, strictly plotted than these have been. We've been jumping around easily in the Showa era where it's like, I did not feel lost watching Godzilla vs. Gigan uh, at all, despite the fact that we watched that before we watched several films before that in order. Uh, but the Heisei films are very A leads to B, leads to C, leads to D, uh, and all that. Then, uh, near the, uh, then came the Millennium Era in the late 90s through the early 2000s, which was... Uh, a uh, kind of a big uh, moment to kind of celebrate fifty years of a. Uh, it was to celebrate fifty years of you know Godzilla films, uh, and it was uh, all about uh, the reason they did it. Pretty much was I'm dancing around it, but because unlike us, they don't like Godzilla 1998 in Japan. They are capable of bad takes there. Wow! <laughs> Unlike our superior take, that one's good. That one's gonna gonna age like fine wine. Once the second, once it, once people start coming around, because I guarantee you, pretty much nobody's watched that movie since like two thousand five. We've like, done an episode praising ni- Godzilla nineteen ninety eight and an episode shitting on King Ghidorah. 
We are not <laughs> popular in the fandom at this point, I'd assume. Of uh, we got two people. We, we got two people in the back, like, hey, <laughs> these guys know what they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. In so, this massive stadium that yeah. is the the Godzilla fandom and its community, we yeah. got like the two dudes with like who were getting popcorn, like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that's what the Millennium Era was about. Then. We are currently in the Rewa era, which is, uh, which only so far has four films in it. Uh, first, uh, Shin Godzilla, which came out in, like, the 2010s, late 2010s, I believe? Mid to end. Mid mid, to late, Yeah, mid. Uh, and was, like, for all intents and purposes, I haven't seen it yet. It's considered an amazing movie. I've heard nothing but praise about it. We'll get to it eventually. And then these, uh, what we're going to be watching next week, which Mm. is the first in a trilogy of anime Godzilla films. Uh, Mm. So those are how the errors work. These do not apply to the American Godzilla films. Like the the MonsterVerse films uh, that we kind of poke fun at in our Make It Gritty section uh, are their own thing. They are good. I like them even if we're making fun of them. Uh, Yes. But yeah, so next week we're doing the first of the animated film trilogy, and that is Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters. Brandon, tell them how they can uh, reach us. Ooh. So um, you can reach out to us on our, we're most active on our Twitter, which is at Podzilla C. The C is for, can't really think of another reason at the moment. Yeah. So it was a mistake when I made it, and I can't change it, so here we are. Um... So we can reach us out to our Twitter there, and you can send us questions, send us memes. We always love memes. We post some. Yeah. Um, we have fun with it. So our main social media is our Twitter, um, and you can reach us on the podcast itself. You can find us in other places. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify uh, RSS.com, which is where we upload and distribute it. A couple of different podcaster, uh, podcatchers, I mean, that I... Mm. I don't know the name of specifically. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Apple Podcast by this point. But again, yeah. it hasn't happened when we're recording this yet, so I have no idea. But yeah, but we'll figure it out. And yeah. you can reach us on all those things and follow us on the Twitter and subscribe to our podcast on any of those platforms. And we're uploading bi-weekly, so every other Friday we'll be there talking about some zombies. I was about to say zombies. Talking about zombie Yo, is there, is there a zombie kaiju? There has to be. Well, the zombie beavers are twice the size of a normal beaver. Oh my goodness. We're not <laughs> ranking it. Boy, that's... All right, we'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Send questions to kingofthecasters at gmail.com. He forgot to say that one. I'm getting it in. That one too. Yeah, please send us questions and we'll answer them at the end of each episode. Have a good one, baby. Woo. See ya.